lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in here today live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, which you can take advantage of by emailing the show Steve at SteveDace.com. D-E-A-C-E is how to spell the last name. You can like us for now on Facebook or MeWe Parlor Gab and uh, also uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, Steve Day Show on Getter and Twitter for now. Uh, and then you can get to clips of the show that are free to watch and then free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show 2. Again, that's rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. I am going to be speaking tonight uh, to uh, the Way Church in Livonia, Michigan over Zoom. Uh, I'm going to give them a version of my Nehemiah talk and take some questions if we have time. Uh, this will be, uh, it, it's it's for the guys, but uh, the wives uh, are certainly welcome to tune in if you want. The link, if you want to register to this, uh, register for this for free, the link is up on my Facebook page right now. If you just scroll down a little bit of ways, you can see the link uh, to register for this conference uh, or this uh, event is tonight. And I'm trying to remember, I think it's at 6.30 our time, so 7.30 Eastern, but all the information uh, will be there up on my Facebook page, including the registration link, if you want to take advantage of that. And boy, you want to talk about some serendipitous timing. I mean, we scheduled this about a month or so ago, and in light of what uh, occurred, allegedly, uh, last night at the Oscars and all the reaction to it, pretty good timing uh, for for that uh, event to take place, but I'm sure we'll get into that here later on with Aaron's montage. All right, coming up later today on the show, we have a, another soldier that wants to stand up for bodily autonomy in the military. We're going to introduce you to his case. That's coming up next hour. We will have some time uh, at the top of next hour for our Monday Town Hall weekly Ask Me Anything. Todd, you have... You have garnered some questions for that. Are you happy with the questions you have? Yeah, very interesting. So we're looking forward to that. Of course, you guys know I don't ever see these questions uh, in advance. Our MeWe followers, uh, they are the ones that submitted the questions for the AMA this week. So I don't see these in advance. I like snotty questions off the top of your head and mine. We'll get to those coming up in the next hour of the show. At the bottom of this hour, our good friend Bob Vanderplatz from The Family Leader will join us for his weekly stop by the program And why I don't think it's good news, if you're one of those people that wants to see someone else other than Donald Trump be the Republican nominee in 2024, and therefore you're looking for any signs that this is possible, and you're looking at things like Georgia, where it looks like Trump's now on a second gubernatorial candidate down there. That's one of the reasons he held a rally down there over the weekend was for David Perdue. Um, if, If David Perdue loses... Um, and now Trump's going to be on a second candidate in Alabama, too. He's kicking Congressman Mo Brooks to the curb. Uh, there are some of you who would like to see another nominee other than Trump that are looking at these things as positive signs that maybe there's an opening there. And I hate to be the Grim Reaper, but I'm going to explain next segment why I think that's the exact opposite of the case. Why, why you should not get any optimism from that whatsoever. But hey, if you're 
a frequent listener or follower of this program, you're used to us, at least one of us here, crushing your attempts at optimism on a daily basis. That's kind of how we roll here. So with that said, let us begin with the ultimate optimism crusher, Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away, brought to you by Nuclear War Will Be Fun, but we didn't say it wouldn't be dumb. Three times during President Biden's visit to Poland, the White House had to quickly do damage control for the dementia patient's fumbling of words. The most dire instance was the last when Biden called for regime change in Russia. For God's sake, this man cannot remain. Earlier in his visit, Biden spoke with a group of U.S. soldiers and made it sound like they were going to Ukraine. And you're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing standing in the middle of front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. In completely unrelated news, the New York Post is reporting Hunter Biden helped secure funds for a U.S. biolab contractor in Ukraine. That's according to the trove of emails found on Hunter's laptop from hell. The emails reportedly show exchanges between the younger Biden and a California defense contractor working together to set up labs studying bioweapons and lethal diseases. Videos surfaced over the weekend, which I can't even show, reportedly showing Ukrainian soldiers maiming and shooting Russian POWs in the kneecaps. That's considered a war crime. The government of Ukraine said over the weekend they were investigating the origin of the videos. A new Trafalgar Group poll shows 66% of Americans are unwilling to risk the lives of their countrymen to enforce a no-fly zone over Ukraine. 7.5% say they're very willing. The Supreme Court, with the help of Justices Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh, has ruled that the U.S. Navy can indeed end the careers of Navy SEALs if they refuse the COVID jab on religious ground. The Utah State Legislature late last week overrode Governor Spencer Cox's veto of a bill that would ban dudes from competing on women's sports teams, so maybe Utah isn't as bad as we thought. Checking in on your kid's teacher, this crazy lady posted a TikTok with the caption, I will say gay and I will protect trans kids. If you want to stop me, you're going to have to kill me! And finally, the video literally everybody and their mother's dog is talking about this morning. Here's Chris Rock versus Will Smith. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? (laughs) 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 It's Jawas. That was a nice one. Okay. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Nick Mike's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your no! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's montage brought to you by our friends over at My Patriot Supply, just in case bigger trouble could be coming. I mean, how many of you, unless you are old enough to live through the Great Depression, which is a decreasing amount of Americans, given that was almost 100 years ago now. 
How many of you have ever heard a president openly say food shortages are coming, right? Right. We just heard an American president say that. So just in case he, this is the one thing he's right about, right? Uh, Make sure the next time, you know, that could never happen here. And then it happens here, happens here. Make sure you're prepared with our friends over at My Patriot Supply. Right now, you can get $150 off and free shipping a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company specializing in long-term food storage, three square meals a day plus snacks and drinks, over 2,000 calories a day for you and everyone in your care. Good for up to 25 years with the proper storage. If you want to take advantage of this deal, again, three-month emergency emergency food kit with $150 off plus free shipping when you get it at preparewithdace.com. That's preparewithdace.com. In the overtime today, so we asked a question last week, who do you trust more? And the voting is still occurring on my Twitter feed at Steve Day Show for this one. We asked a question last week, who do you trust more, Sean Hannity or Joe Rogan? And Joe Rogan won like 94% to six or something, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're doing a follow-up now. We're going to make our way further down the totem pole. We're now asking you, who do you trust more, Sean Hannity or Bill Maher? All right, so that Twitter poll is happening still. We're down to about the last uh, couple of hours of that poll right now at Steve Day Show if you want to get over there and vote. And then we will discuss that today in the overtime. Make sure you are uh, a Blaze TV subscriber so that you can watch that and all of the other exclusive content we do each and every day right here. When you go to blazetv.com slash dace, that's where you can get a discounted subscription. Hey, maybe you're already a Blaze TV subscriber. Thank you for helping to pay our salaries. Uh, just uh, be patient. We're going to record that overtime for you today. Tim Young, conservative comedian, friend of the program. Uh, he'll be a part of that panel today. We will record that for you right after today's show, and then it will be uploaded for you to watch later today at blazetv.com slash dace. So when you look at a lot of Aaron's montage, um, Yet another, quote unquote, conspiracy theory, this one, Hunter Biden's laptop and the connections to Ukrainian bio labs, right? This is now confirmed. Essentially, conspiracy theory in in these days means uh, truths and facts that the spirit of the age doesn't want to come out yet or isn't prepared to confirm yet. That's essentially what a conspiracy theory is now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so this is the latest one. It's. It's serious, but it should not be shocking. It also proves electioneering tampering by big tech last year or two years ago now during the election when they tried to stop the, the, the spreading of this information as it was originally reported by the New York Post at the time. Um, you have the Trafalgar. That was the most accurate poll of the last few election cycles saying that a pretty uh, strong majority of Americans really across ideological lines don't want to spill American blood over Ukraine. So that's good. You had the Utah legislature overriding their scumbag GOP governor's uh, veto. That Those are good things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to, I, I think, and, and those are stories, we'll have stories in the future of more bad Republicans uh, to call out, right? That won't be new. We'll have no. more chicanery and called uh, or censorship disguised not so cleverly as chicanery from America's corporate media and, and big tech oligarchs. That will happen again in the future, if not in of the course. next five minutes, right? So these are all things that are serious issues, but 
Uh, Joe Biden did the ring dementia patient, not one, but two days in a row. Uh, his nursing staff having to essentially wheel him back into the home uh, and uh, take back his own uh, cranky, uh, you know, grumpy old man statements. Uh, we went from mean tweets to let me see if I can provoke World War Three. Right. That's going to happen again. Right. Yes. OK. So that I think those are all issues we can table for now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I know, I know. Nuclear war, put it on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, those things are all going to be back again tomorrow. <laughs> but I think we need, to, we need to call a dude code enclave, a special dude code enclave conversation here. Because I got to tell you, I, I was so worked up about this last night. I, I'm, I'm going on about four hours of sleep. I, I just could not get to sleep. My adrenaline was soaring. Because, first of all, I'm still open to the possibility that entire episode with Rock and and Smith is not true is not real. Even though the police are treat, treated it as real, the academy did. Uh, if if you told me tomorrow they just staged the entire thing, would you be shocked? No, no. Aaron, would you be shocked at all? No, no. None of us would be. All right. So I'm still open to the possibility. In fact, I'm very open to the possibility that this entire episode is. Is, is a performance. I mean, it was, after all, the Academy Awards. And uh, if it's the ceremony has been hitting viewership low, record lows, numerous years in a row. People are just beyond turned off by it, you know? So this is the first viral event that's been associated with the Oscars for how many years? Can you even think of the last one that we had anything close to this? It was probably Ellen Ger- generous's selfie thing that she kept doing oh, but that's like yeah. eight nine ten i don't know yeah that's maybe that's it or was that even was that the oscars or was it the golden globes i think that was the oscars, was the oscars yeah. okay so setting aside that we think it's still very possible this thing was staged and then setting aside that i think and i've said this as i've reacted to this now for 12 hours on twitter I absolutely think reasonable reasonable people can have a conversation about whether that dig by rock was worthy of that level of response. Now, my understanding is this has been some kind of beef between the two of them over Jada Pinkett going back to 2016. I don't, I don't know. And, and I don't care. Anybody who knows me well will tell you, I, I, I go out of my way to know nothing about these celebrities and their private lives. I don't care. I don't care. Here's what I'm worked up about on a meta level. One, the idea that there is never a time, never, that someone can insult your wife or someone you care about to your face and they don't deserve to have their ass whooped for that. Never. The amount of people who said that to me the last 12 hours Men, too. Never. Never. We can all disagree or agree whether that was worthy of it, but never? Secondly, the... (laughs) We have tried for how many years to get the men up off their earth in this culture, on this show. How many times? Now, how many times did we see 
just the one homeschool mom, soccer mom, go into the Costco or Rite Aid without the mask and get accosted by another dude and no one came to her defense, right? Yep. How many times it was the mom, the mama bear who went to the school board meeting? How many of those videos, how many of those rants, laments, monologues did we do on this show for the last 23 months? Far too many. Would you rather live in a culture where we need to have a conversation about when it is proper for a dude to think that's that's too much disrespect of my wife, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pimp slap you and whoop your ass right here in front of everybody. Or in a culture where we decide there is nothing anyone can say to your wife, to your family, nothing. There is no indignity, nothing, nothing. You can watch Liar Thomas take your daughter's spot in the swim meet and just sit on your hands. There is nothing, There there is nothing that could occur. No indignity whatsoever that would ever, ever mean we got to throw some hands. Something's got to be done about this. I think social media has taught a generation of Americans that you can run your mouth and say stuff about people and to them that you don't have to be any accountability for, that in the past, the law of the jungle would have sent you to an orthodontist to reset some teeth if you did such things. And now, now it's not the conservative position to, def- to defend our wives' honor? Well, uh, they have a peculiar relationship with a certain kind of immorality. I don't. First of all, I don't even know. I, 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 like I said, I, I'm beyond ignorant of this stuff. Willfully ignorant. I don't want to know. I don't care. Oh, oh, and I should add, if you're in the group of, I just hate these Hollywood elites and don't want to enter into any conversation that affirms anything they want to do, we got you. <laughs> I, 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 you'll get no argument from us here. Okay, but there's a couple of meta level issues I I really take issue with, and I think they speak to a lot of what we've seen for the last 23 months, what we still see now. Remember the video we played, was it earlier this year of the dads at the school who showed up to basically patrol the halls? Remember this? Yes. Right. So why is it that when the dads show up? There's a different level of accountability than when it's just the moms. Why? Dads are smart. Men are smarter than women. No. Dads dads have a unique ability to communicate and articulate in ways that moms don't. They're just better. Well, sort of based on where I think you're going. Yeah, I'm talking I'm just talking implied. Yeah, I'm I'm just talking yes, I'm talking verbally. Yeah. Dads know how to turn a phrase no. that just mama can't. No. Right. Dad can whoop your ass. That's why. That's why. And the implication there is, hey, young buck, better be sure. Are you sure? Seem quite confident with a 130-pound substitute teacher who's just out of, you know, a university. Why don't you try me on for size? What do you think? Are you sure? That's the implication, right? That's why they're there, right? Now, the dads are not looking for trouble, are they? No. No. But are they prepared for it? I hope so. That's why they showed up. Yes. Yeah. And the possibility that they might be is why there's now less of it. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not advocating that you just start beating up the principals at your district or school board members. 
But there's a whole lot of confrontation that can happen peaceably and aggressively between nothing. One of my favorite lines of all time from the great evangelist D.L. Moody. I like my way of doing something better than your way of not doing anything. So yeah, if you gave me a binary choice after all, folks, lesser of two evils, of course. Lesser of two evils, would you rather live in a culture where a dude makes a crack about your wife's hair condition, causes you to get up and pimp slap his ass on national TV, or where the culture where you just sit there and do nothing while your daughter is replaced by a man with an Adam's apple and broader shoulders than you, who when he tried this against the other men was in 462nd place and now is beating your daughters by a, by full, a full two minutes in an Olympic level time. Which, which country, lesser of two evils, of course. Which country, binary choice, you must choose. And to not choose means you hate women and hate our daughters. Which country, Todd, would you rather live in? The former. The Every former. day and twice on Sunday. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's And there's one other thing that bugs me about this. I've seen this take a lot. Well, Will Smith forfeited his right to defend his wife's honor because of what goes on in their marriage. Number one, take it from someone who's been in a marriage for the last 25 years. We're going to celebrate it next week. Easy, Todd. Is it easy being married to somebody for 25 years? Not always. No, not ever. It's not easy. We're sinners. We're complicated creatures. And there have been plenty of times over the years, early on in our marriage, just a few years ago, in fact, maybe we weren't sure we'd make it to 25. People are complicated. My wife's a therapist. She can give you a list of those complications that go on. It is hard to stay married to somebody the whole time. There's a lot of huge names in our industry that are not on their first marriage. It ain't easy. I don't know what the arrangement is. I don't know how long the arrangement went on. We don't even know if the arrangement is still even ongoing, do we? We no. don't. But there's a whole lot of people that are, that are willing to pounce on that. Here's what bothers me about that. That's not biblical. The biblical position is not, hey, because you failed here, don't take a stance anywhere. You know who says things like that to you? The devil does. That's what the devil says. The devil says, hey, because you fell down here, you can't stand up anywhere. Stay down. Just stay down. That's what the devil does. That's why he's from below. Okay? He's coming from below because his message is to stay down. Never to get up. The biblical message is, Eh, not sure I would have done it exactly that way, but appreciate the instinct to defend your wife. Now, brother, we got to have a talk about, uh, you know, applying that in other areas. The biblical message is to raise a standard and encourage people to comprehensively meet it. One of the reasons that Christianity is often compared in the Bible, particularly in the New Testament by Paul, to a race is because it is one. What's the most important part of the race, Todd? As someone who has an all-world-class track athlete. How you finish? You got to finish it. Yeah. Has Ainsley ever had a bad heat? Yes. Did you tell her to stay down? No. Hey, just stay down. You had a bad heat. Don't even try. Stay down. No. 
Why do we fall, Bruce? So we can get back so up. So we can get back up. This idea of because you are fallen in one area, you cannot stand up in any areas now is not the biblical message. That's the devil talking. Just stay down. Be a joke. Never get up. That bothers the hell out of me too. A lot of us wish a guy who's been through multiple wives and multiple bankruptcies and multiple public scandals was still the president right now, don't we? Correct. Yeah. Because say what you want about the amount of times Donald Trump has fallen down, dude always does what? He always gets back up. That bothers me immensely too. Just stay down. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not handing over any more, any more of my values to them. I'm not, I'm not doing that. We've done that a lot recently. The conservative case for this, the conservative case for that. Now the conservative case for insult my wife to my face and I do nothing. Then I heard this argument. As you can tell, I've heard all the arguments I've heard and I've heard them all. They're all bad. Uh, I heard this argument. Well, um, he didn't do anything until his wife gave him the look. There's a lot of wives in America that have given their husbands the look over the last 23 months about why are we masking our toddler to go back to school again today? Or to preschool. Or to play sports in masks. Or to be forcibly jabbed to play sports. Or to be taught that they're inherently racist, right? Mm-hmm. How, many do- how many wives have given their husbands that look, do you think, in the last 23 months and the husband just looked away and didn't respond? I pray we'd have more husbands that would respond to that look. Again, I'd prefer it was for higher stakes than a stupid joke by Chris Rock at the Oscars. But I'm all for the men responding to that look from their wives. Indeed. Gentlemen, your thoughts. I, on the meta level... Agree completely. Uh, The one thing I did tweet about uh, this is that Will Smith is very much America America right now. It's purpose. It's destiny. Sacrificed at the altar of gluttony and decadence. This guy came out of the streets... Uh, of Philly, and if it is true about his personal past, Steve is absolutely right. It does not, if you because you're broken in your past, does not mean act going forward. But it's just a sadness that it all consumed him to the point that in a joke like this, perhaps this felt incredibly redemptive to him. I I I don't know, but it is it is sad. That this is the moment to have this discussion instead of the 900 times we've tried to have this discussion on this show over far more 
dignified circumstances. Amen. So here we are. This is the we've got to take this opportunity. We it, we wish it was a different opportunity, but this is one that we have to take because all of a sudden everybody wants to glob onto it. Okay, well we'll give you the solid food. You know, if if you just look at this situation in a in a vacuum, remove the names, remove the circumstances, remove whether or not you you think last night was fake or real. Um. Would you rather live in a country where we have to rein in the instinct to punish somebody who made fun of your wife or loved one to your face? Would you rather live in a country where you have to rein in that instinct or one where it's so foreign that you don't know what to do with it? Because it's clear there are a lot of people out there who have no idea what to make of that. And the first instinct, instead of saying, huh... What, what is this here? It's to no, 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 no. You're going to come back down to my level. I'm going to break. I'm not going to aspire to that. Not that it's necessarily something to aspire to. That's debatable in this particular circumstance. But the instantaneous reaction of no, 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 no. There's there's nothing better than the groveling and cuckolding that I currently enjoy. That's bothersome. Well said, both of you. More in a moment. I know we can be a little sensitive about hair loss these days, guys, and that's where our friends over at Keeps come in. They keep it all discreet for you so you don't ever have to leave your house. You can do it all online. Uh, with a licensed physician, you take a few pictures of your hair for them so that they know what FDA recommended hair loss treatment to prescribe for you. And this is all done online. It's directed. It's delivered directly to your door. And the cool thing is, on top of all of that discretion and convenience, the savings. They deal with the generic versions of the leading products so that you get savings on that end. And then they give you a big 50% discount on the front end to get you started. Half off your first order if you want to stimulate hair growth, prevent hair loss, or just take better care of your hair. You can do it with Keeps at keeps.com slash grow. K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. Let's bring in our good friend, Bob Vanderplatz. It is good to see you, brother. How are you? I'm very blessed. Glad to be back. So, I, you know, Trump had a rally in Georgia over the weekend. And to me, I, the, the, the Georgia situation to me is like the Republican Party in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Both good and bad. So here we have Brian Kemp, who stood up against, remember, next to Hollywood, Georgia's been like the film production capital of North America for the last like several years. Almost all your MCU series and movies are made in Georgia, right? And so when he signed, I think they were one of the, along with us and a few of the states that signed those initial heartbeat bills or, right? And when he signed that, remember, Disney and everybody else, they were all going to pull out of Georgia, all he, that money. And, and he stood his ground for he that. He stood his ground for that. Right. Okay. Called their bluff and stood his ground. Right. Lockdowns come around. Right. He starts looking at the initial data and he's caught, starts, I think, I think Wisconsin was the first state to reopen overall, that, but that was by a state Supreme Court decree. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's a race between us and Georgia over which states reopen by gubernatorial decree. He gets criticized by the Atlantic for 
uh, quote, an exercise in human sacrifice is what he was accused of. Remember it well. Trump accused him of recklessly reopening at that time. He's going too fast, too soon, right? Okay. So again, he stands up um, on, on, you know, both of these issues, lockdowns and life, and And, bravely says and and bucks the trend. If I remember correctly, Steve, too, you were like, uh, I know it's really early, but this could be our guy. Absolutely, I was. Then we get to the election. Uh, and, And the reality is... The handling of that. We we even had stuff now where that Secretary of State who was denying there were any irregularities was now saying last Christmas, all right, we've got some real irregularities, all kinds of issues. And whether you think you, you whether whether you think materially they stole the election in Georgia, I do. But whether you think that or not, politically he looked very weak. And politically he had nothing to lose by saying that's right. We're gonna make sure this is legit. He had every incentive to try to actually out Trump Trump on it. Exactly. Hey let's have a and 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 they and they just and so and so in response, Trump went and got his own primary candidate, one guy named Vernon Jones. That didn't go anywhere. So he's not even in that race. I think he's actually running for a congressional seat now. I think Trump talked him out of okay. running for that. All right, and so now Trump is backing David Perdue. David Perdue was the milquetoast Republican that they couldn't turn out enough votes for in the special election a year ago. I went back and looked at what his um, liberty score at Conservative Review was. When he was in the Senate, it was 63%. That is not good. That is a D minus. And that is still a pretty, still a relatively red state. The mm-hmm. most recent results, notwithstanding, I mean, you might take sixty-three percent if you were electing a Republican from Massachusetts or California, but you're not. You're electing one from Georgia. That's not a good score, all right. And not to mention the guy, um, uh, you know, he's he's not tripping the light, fantastic from a charisma standpoint. Okay, and and so. You're in this position in Georgia where you have a governor who was really good on two of the most important issues of this era and then just inexplicably face planted on what should have been, as you pointed out, regardless of where you're at on that outcome, that should have been a layup issue. Didn't. And then response, Trump has gone out and gotten a primary candidate who I'm sure has pledged, you know, unswerving loyalty on the voter integrity issue, but was really mediocre to bad on virtually every other issue you care about. So you're kind of, you feel trapped. And I'm, and I know there's a, there's a sizable segment of our audience that does not want Donald Trump to be the GOP nominee in 24. Every time we brought it up guys, every time, right. We've, we've given them an option to show us how they feel. They've made that pretty well known. There's a sizable chunk of our audience that would prefer somebody else as the nominee, particularly a certain governor from Florida. Okay. So, but if you're one of those people that is like, Hey man, if, if Kemp beats Trump and now it looks like, you know, he's on, he, 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 Mel, he's on, he got rid of Mo Brooks. So he's on a second candidate in Alabama. If it looks like Trump's not exerting a lot of influence here, maybe that's a good sign for us. I, I, I'm gonna. I want you to comment on this because I actually think if you're in that camp, that this is all a bad sign for you. Hmm. Because I don't think you can get rid of Trump. I, I don't think you can defeat him. Uh, only health can. And therefore, if if he doesn't have the sort of clout in these primaries as maybe you thought. That actually is worse because now you're kind of stuck with a weakened Trump. 
I mean, if you're going to be stuck with Trump, I'd just I'd rather be stuck with the full vigorous version as opposed to kind of the the light beer version. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I I think that's actually the worst of both worlds, because I'm beginning with a premise that there is no way to derail Trump from getting this nomination if he wants it other than his own health. But what are your thoughts? Well, I think a couple things. Number one is there's an adage in politics that says you can't beat somebody, in this case, Governor Kemp, with nobody. And endorsements aren't going to swing the day. Endorsements might get you a second look. But if we're honest, David Perdue lines up way more with a Mitt Romney endorsement yeah. than with a Donald Trump endorsement. Yeah. yeah. And so while they still, the people in Georgia might love Donald Voter Trump. Voter integrity issue aside. Right. Yeah. They might love Donald Trump. They see Kemp being more Trump than Purdue being more Trump. And still, at the end of the day, it's a local election. That's what we find out. All politics is local. And these local people are going to make this decision. Does, is that a bad sign for Trump? I mean, does it look bad for Trump? I think it looks bad for Trump. Does it weaken his standing to be the GOP nominee if he chooses to run again? I don't think so at all. Because I think those people in Georgia that showed up at the rally are the ones who are going to show up at a, a primary voting booth and try to get their friends and family to be around Trump as well. Steve, I'm with you, though. Uh, everywhere I travel, and I just came back from Arizona, and Trump just held a, a rally there as well. But there's a significant block who's saying they do not want Trump to be the nominee again. Now, they're not going as far as saying, and if he is the nominee, I won't vote for him. They're just saying, we need to move on from this. The only thing that your audience, the substantial block you talk about that doesn't want Trump to be the nominee, that they take away from this, Trump's DNA does not want to lose. If Trump sees that, you know what, this weakens me a little bit, or for whatever reason it is that I might lose the general, not the primary, I might lose the general, that would be the reason he steps back and allows to be a full force primary at that point. But I don't believe someone, someone especially from the left, Liz Cheney, uh, Kinzinger, others who want to attack Trump from the left, they're not going to be him in a primary. The only shot would be a DeSantis, a Pompeo, or somebody like that from the right attacking Trump. The problem with that, though, is it, it, he will not permit you the luxury of just talking about issues the entire time. No, oh, he's going to try to find you. Yeah, he's going to name you. Um, you, you know, um, you and I were on a campaign. I got paid to be there when he called the other guy, when he called Ted Cruz's wife ugly. Okay. And lying Ted. And it, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to, you, you got to stand up to that salvo on a daily, regular basis. And I, I just think the list of guys that, that we would want as an alternative because they might be better on the issues than him who are who could stand up to that and even are willing to do so is microscopic is the, the, the only thing i would say is that in politics uh as in life but the rewards go to the risk taker if there's somebody who has a titanium spine who says you know what uh, I believe this country needs my leadership at this point. We don't need another four years of the exhaustion of Donald Trump. We definitely don't need four more years of the senility of a Joe Biden or somebody that's really running the show. Anyhow, that's going to be the nominee. Maybe then. Uh, I still think it'd be a very uphill battle. I, I don't see it being like, wow, they could beat Trump. I don't think that's the case. I think something something substantial would have to happen to turn that tide to say they could beat Trump in a primary. Is there another angle to this that we should consider that 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 can be positive for everybody, whether you're somebody that is counting down the days until Donald Trump 
is renominated at the is the GOP nominee, uh, or you would prefer somebody else. Pretty much everybody, uh, particularly in this audience, um, thought that his leadership during COVID played into the hands of his opponents Hold and were disappointed question. by that. So is there another angle here in that it's not so much that Trump is losing clout with his base, but that his base is more nuanced, layered, and critical thinking than often given credit for. That just as, you know, I originally thought when they stuck with the lockdowns for 30 days to slow the spread, and I knew that would be like an indefinite period of time, and it ended up being, I mean, I I, I was like, I, I'm going to have to come in here and fight Trump's base every day on this show. I, I did this already in the 2016 election. I don't have the stamina to do this again. And actually what I found was if I had my data right and I was actually pushing Trump from the right, his base flocked to my show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it that, is there a positive development here that despite all of the media shaming and satirical depictions of Trump's voters, that they actually have the ability here to walk and chew gum at the same time, that they have the ability to, to look at, to, to, to be, to realize, to think that he got robbed in the last election, the country would be better off if he was president now. They'd like him to be president again, but I also live in a state like Georgia and I live under Governor Kemp and I know we lived a lot better than a lot of these other places did. You see what I'm trying to say? Oh, definitely. Are, are they more layered and nuanced than maybe often they are than they are often depicted? Well, I think they definitely are. And they've seen this before Trump. Trump happened to seize the moment of it, but they saw all these factors before Trump. And what they were afraid of when Trump became the president that he was going to surround himself with the Chris Christie's and the other New York style types. I mean, that these were just going to be people that weren't going to drain anything. They're going to be part of it. They weren't going to drain it. But then he surrounded himself with some really good people. Now that you're in the primary season, David Perdue, Elise Stefanik, others like that, some people are starting to question, you know, who's he endorsed? I mean, who are these endorsements? So I think what it is is that it goes beyond Trump. If Trump wants to be about the issues, I think they, they, they rally the base again. That's why, Steve, the positive development might be that one of these people to the right of Trump sees an opening to primary Trump. I think a primary for Trump from the right would be a good thing for Trump, even if he's if he's to be the nominee. Again. I totally agree, because we are talking about somebody who's nearly 80 years old and the day to day grind of a campaign. Um, you know, there's a reason why and a lot of times when the heavyweight champ comes out of retirement, they put up a couple of uh, fights for him before they put him right back in the mm-hmm. ring of, you know, for uh, the world heavyweight championship. I, I think it'd be good to spar a little bit and, it, and take some punches. Actually, And, and it would be nuanced because what it is, he, he can't go full out. I'm against Trump. He, he has to be I'm for Trump's base. This person that would primary him to the right. But at the same time, I'm going to be the one to win and to lead and to keep Trump pulled to the right. That I need to I need to advocate for that base to get that support. I think a just open primary or a primary of only people to his left does not serve us well. So like a Larry Hogan, Jeff Flake wannabes basically. Sure. Doesn't that, do anything. That, that's not going to help if us I'm at Trump, all. I'd love that because oh. it would it would however whatever level of endearment I have to my base right now, it those those sorts of primary challenges would just solidify. It, it. it would galvanize it. Yeah. But if you bring in a DeSantis, a Pompeo, somebody to his right 
all of a sudden he's got to compete for that base. I think that's a good thing for us if that were to happen. I don't think DeSantis is going to do that. unless, To me, DeSantis isn't going to blow his proverbial wad, his political capital, in order to, to, to be grist for the mill. I, I don't he, believe he, he only, will he, either. He, saves, he keeps his powder dry for the future unless... Trump's health intervenes or some other story that we cannot foresee that gets in the way of him running intervenes. Short of that, I think DeSantis keeps his powder dry. You know a guy like Mike Mike Pompeo, maybe he would he would consider stepping in to provide that kind of a role. A, a Pompeo or even I'm not saying he would do it would be a guy like Ted Cruz saying I'm a, I'm a, I've got high name ID. I I've run this before. I took second place to you before. I'm I think I can withstand these insults. I'm gonna, I know you're going to call my wife ugly whatever it is, but I just think it would be beneficial to Trump, but more importantly, it'd be beneficial to Trump's base and to those of us who want to have real conservative principles advanced once they're in the White House. Mm. I know it would certainly be beneficial to cable news networks who would like to cover the primary and get huge ratings off of it, would like to have debates with candidates that draw huge ratings and are huge TV draws. Um, and if you don't have that, then you don't have any of those kinds of things. And if, and if Trump becomes the nominee, because he most likely would beat, whether it be Cruz or Pompeo or Pence, whoever's in there, is he becomes the nominee, I think it makes him a stronger candidate as well. I think you're always better when you go through the competition versus having to go right into the championship again. You guys have a thought on this before we get out of here? I, it rings a little untrue just because it's Donald Trump. He's. I wish he would be tested by that, but I think he would be resentful. I think he would be venomous. I, I think if it's going to be Trump, I, it's not a good instinct that I have. It might be just be good to give it to him. Well, well, history would say otherwise, though, Todd. Because uh, yeah, but he's not history. Yeah, he's but, but, Donald Trump. Right, but but 2016 though, when he when he ran. Now I know he was one of 17 candidates at that time, but he had to compete for the evangelical base, and he had to compete for the evangelical base, knowing that he he wasn't going to be their candidate, so to speak. But they had to come out in droves for him, not just to win uh, the nomination, but then to become president. And when that happened. He paid a great dividend to the evangelical base on life, religious liberty, embassy to Jerusalem, a lot of those things. I think he would know I'm in a competition here. And if you have a serious candidate that's to the right of him, I think it would benefit us. I do know Donald Trump is Donald Trump. No one's going to tell him what to do, and he's going to operate the way he wants to operate. But I think you let him know there's competition here. Uh, I think it benefits him, and it benefits us long term. I see where you're getting at, though. There's a risk there of him unnecessarily alienating people because of his own shtick behavior persona, as opposed to just having that fixated on who on the Democrat well, the, nominee the entire time. This was stolen from me last time. Why yeah. are you even pretending right. to this is a debate or should be? Yeah. It's mine. I get that. I get that. Good stuff, Bob. Hey. Good. Good to see you. You bet. We'll come back. It is our Monday Town Hall. Uh, ask me anything. We have questions. Todd has selected from our MeWe followers. We'll get to those here in a moment. Hey, we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand. You're on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with... Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you, let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com is 
how you can email us there. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. Follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter and Getter. And then get clips of the show free of censorship that you can watch for free at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. Again, that's rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for being one of those. We appreciate you so much. You're a big part of our audience. Please leave us a five-star review. Hit subscribe or follow. And thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. It's literally thousands of you. So thank you very much. Uh, This part of the show brought to you by our friends over at Marpipe. You know, the secret of creative testing is this. No one really knows what they're doing. From CMOs to marketing managers, everybody's kind of just making it up. They're faking it. And if that's you, you're safe with them. Uh, Because um, just admit you don't know. Then make your life a whole lot easier. And finally, know that you know with Marpipe. They're the new multivariate testing platform for social media giants like Facebook with an ad creative team that lets you do creative testing better. The average Marpipe customer reports their ad performance doubles in less than 30 days. So um, I've seen what these guys do, the level of customization, the volume that they can create all at once. It is very impressive. This is not some shady offer you're going to find in your spam folder. Marpipe is an Adobe-backed ad tech platform that is remaking the digital creative industry. Just upload your assets and Marpipe will create hundreds of ad variants and seamlessly launch them with one click. So if you want to book a free demo right now. Now, who is this for? Well, if you're spending over $25,000 on Facebook advertising, you need Marpipe today. All right. So get a free demo at marpipe.com slash Steve right now and get a free $2,000 credit. Uh, but don't wait. The offer is only for a limited time. That's a $2,000 credit at marpipe.com slash Steve and sign up there for the free demo. Mar, M-A-R-P-I-P-E. Sign up for the free demo as well at marpipe.com slash Steve. All right, let's get to it. It's our monthly town hall face. I know not Facebook. Uh, MeWe. MeWe Ask Me Anything edition. Were you satisfied with the questions you had this week? Yes, I was. All right. So Todd has selected the questions. I've not seen any of them. And the snottier, the better. Aaron, you may fire when ready. Uh, We're going to begin with Cindy Brown. I'm looking over here reading uh, just FYI. We love our church, but for a long time now, when the service is over, I feel out of sorts. The teachings are the same as the three, four, or five years ago. Evil is overtaking our lives, and I am at a loss as to why my church is not speaking out. We have visited other churches, and they are the same. I live in a red state, and I just think people are in denial. So, I hate to do this, but I'm going to go back to the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. And good friend of the show, Hall of Famer-in-waiting, Kurt Schilling, tweeted out this morning that social media has taught a lot of people that they can say things to people and and, 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 and not face any consequences for it. And I retweeted Kurt with my own comment, which was only preach. And someone immediately tweeted back to me and said, neither me nor my children... I would want me or my children to ever hear a sermon that was about that kind of behavior. And I tweeted back to them and I said, I know you, I know you wouldn't. And I know you're not alone. 
That's why you don't hear a lot of messages in American churches today from books like Nehemiah or Ezekiel or things where there is real confrontation. And you guys just exchange cardigan sweaters. And the reality is that we are not prepared and not being prepared by many of our churches for the level of evil that is comprehensively against us. But we don't really seem to be clamoring for our churches to prepare us for that either. Yeah, we weren't before COVID. So yeah, the we denial yeah. is not new. I, I completely agree. Um, we're returning back to normal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We see it, the dog returns to its own vomit. Water finds its level is yeah. another way of putting it. If you'd like. Um, I hate it so much. We, we demand comfort yep. at all costs. And, and we like things that are, and many of our churches are, feminized, <clears throat> sanitized. And because that's easy. That, that's comfortable. It doesn't cause any confrontation. So what you're looking for, who was it that sent this note? Cindy, I believe. Cindy, what, what you're looking for is a rarity. Not a lot of these churches exist in America right now. Because if they did, America would look a lot different. And then too often, unfortunately, when churches get go down this road, they then just set themselves up to be partisan stooges. That's the Robert Jeffress Act. That has that that doesn't do anything for you either. Okay. Enemy's totally fine with that, man. The enemy doesn't care. I mean, he would prefer you bought the idol he's selling you. But if you're going to, you know, head into the idol aisle and pick out your own, you ain't getting in the way of that either, is he? No. No. As long as you walk out of the store, man, with an, with an idol, he'd prefer you bought the one that he's selling. I mean, he's not, not, he's not selling it for nothing. He's got an ego, too. He'd prefer you bought his idol. Let's face it, he made all the idols. Yes, but as long as you walk out of there with any of them, he yeah. is the idol maker. He's okay with it. You might you walk out of there with a vintage idol, idol. You walk out of there with one that he's got in the clearance rack. He doesn't care. Interesting choice. Not wouldn't yeah. have in mind by yeah. now. Yeah. Accepted. Inspired, kind of classic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and and I think a lot. Then there, I think a lot of our churches, particularly as more Gen X men take over are leery of being the next um, Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, the next Robert Jeffress, um, uh, the next Pat Robertson, Ralph Reed, where you've essentially reduced yourself or allowed yourself to be defined as a, you know, as a mascot for a political party. And so they've chosen a false path, which is to just not directly confront these issues at all. 
And the enemy is okay with that too. He doesn't care. He's cool with that too. That's another idol. That now I've made my unwillingness to be a partisan clown into an idol. As long as it's an idol. Again, wouldn't he prefer you bought the one he's selling right now, but he made them all anyway. So, you know, even if you're going into the bargain bin or you're into, you know, something that's out of stock and you got it back, back ordered, he's totally cool with it. And I think the main reason why is our comfort is our idol, our demand for it. I think a lot of men have enjoyed not having the expectations placed on them for confrontation. Because that's easy. We're sons of Adam. As Eve is being tempted, what is Adam doing? He has been given dominion. The most powerful being in the universe created a planet and gave Adam total control or dominion over it. He is the most powerful physical being even more than the serpent. He is the most powerful physical being on this planet at that time, right? Yeah. And so what's he do with that power as his wife is being disrespected? What does he do with it? The full Esau. Not a damn thing. That's right. Traded it. Yeah. Not a damn thing's the answer. Just, you know, pulled his hands out of his pockets. I got nothing. I got nothing. And we've been doing that as a species for thousands of years. That's why we often need our women to give us those looks. Helen, the face that launched a thousand ships. We often need the disrespect of our women or our women to give us that look to get us off our ass. Because we're sons of Adam. And sadly, so are too many of the men in our pulpits. Next question. We'll go next to Jasper Zinfandel. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing your name. Will Trump's new lawsuit be as pathetically litigated as his election suit? I hope not. Uh, Somebody from the other side of the aisle, when I expressed approval of this tactic on Friday, said, hey, man, discovery works both ways. And I'm like, okay. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean... I, I got to feel pretty comfortable about confident in the discovery process if I'm Donald Trump and his attorneys. I mean, have they not gone over his life and, and financial holdings and everything already with a fine tooth comb? If that if that discovery process had the ability to ricochet back on Trump, yeah. Given then these guys have been really bad at whatever they, the, the what they've been trying to do to this guy for the last would, five years. If they had okay. stuff there, would they have made up Russian? That's exactly right. That's exactly so. To me. This is only a win one way if they're good at this, if they're good at this. But I don't know. We could have gotten answers on the whole spying on Trump thing from uh, from the beginning if he just would have declassified the FISA warrants that sought out those uh, procedures. He's not always been the most willing to give us transparency either. That's why that's why I'm all for this. I'm all for this. Now, I don't know where they filed their suit. I hope they looked for a favorable court because, you know, it would take that. Most courts would, yeah, would, 
would, they would look to dismiss this just because the judge would want the headline. He dismissed Donald Trump's or she dismissed Donald Trump's lawsuit, you know, and so they can, you know, uh, watch themselves being feted and heavy petted on MSNBC tonight. But I'm all for this, man. Like he didn't testify at his, his impeachment hearing. We wanted that. We love disclosure and transparency on this show. We're huge fans of it. Why? Because what's the number one thing our truth, what's the number one driving force of our show? The truth. The truth is, what is true? Let the lion out of its cage. Let the truth have its way. Let it have its day. And so I'm all for this. I mean, if I'm, if I'm Trump, I got to be thinking I'm playing with house money. They've come after me on every, in every possible way. They've leaked my tax um, it re- it returns, everything. What, what, what's left? I, I, can't, I can't imagine what it is. And as you just said, Todd, if they had something, they wouldn't have made up the things they've made up. Right. So it's about time Trump actually went for some ultimate disclosure here. You know what? I, like you like to say, I, I hope this is the red bandana scene in the deer hunter of, of civil suits. Let, let's let's put one bullet in the chamber, put everybody around the table, sure. let's spin the gun, pass the bandana, and let's find out what happens. Let's yeah. find out. I'm all for it. Amen. The country has needed this and deserved this clarity for a long time. You know, you got 360 places from your neck down to your feet in your body. These are called joints, and they are crucial to continue with activity and flexibility especially as we get older when those things aren't as easy but here's the trade-off as we get older as well they can become hubs for collecting what's called inflammation and that's likely what is causing your chronic pain that lingering soreness achiness pain that just won't go away often in the hips the back the knee the neck that's where our friends at omega xl that's where they come in with an all-natural anti-inflammatory uh that is backed by a couple of decades of clinical research in the last couple of years of me using it on a daily basis so i can personally testify to its effectiveness and we want to try it right now or try it again buy one get a second bottle for free when you go to omegaxl.com slash steve little bogo action at omegaxl.com slash steve or give them a call at 800-844-4888 we will move on next up for uh, today's ask dace anything we have ben Poland. What reporting do you trust as you follow the Russia-Ukraine story? None. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't trust any of it. I don't. This is, this is, this is the, we're living in a, in a world where almost everybody within any form of modern country has a camera or something on their phone and therefore on their person at all times. I mean, how much actual war coverage in, have you seen of this? Like live in real time that's been shared. Of the actual fighting? Yeah, yeah the I, actual I was, fighting. Nothing at all. I've seen these gutted out buildings afterwards. Yeah, I see some aftermath. I, here's what I've seen. I saw a woman go up to allegedly a Russian soldier and 
tell him where to go. And then it turned out to be a Palestinian woman who did that to a member of the Israeli Defense Force. Right. Um, I was told that some brave Ukrainian uh, soldiers on Snake Island gave the what for as their last dying words to the Russian military, only to be told over the weekend that they actually were released in a hostage exchange. I mean, how many of these things have, that were the viral moments that we were all supposed to glom onto that have not turned out to be true? Here's what I know. Vladimir Putin's one of the worst people in the world. Here's what I know. The Ukraine government has a long history with corruption and thugocracy. Here's what I know. Millions of Ukrainians have been displaced and seen upheaval in their lives over an unjust invasion. Here's what I know. There really is... Um, unless you have what it takes to truly go all the way to depose and get rid of Vladimir Putin. And I don't, I don't believe we do. I'm going to come back to that point here in a minute. Unless you're willing to do that. This isn't Spain in the 1930s where we're going to have a proxy war over Franco. No. So you either are going to go all the way or there's really nothing you can do. And the things that we are doing are actually doing more harm to Russian people who are already under the grip of a vile dictator and our own people than are helping Ukraine. Those are the things I know that I can verify. Or I, I, I knew before this began. After that, you have the veritable fog of war. And I don't know. And I don't trust virtually any of the news outlets that are doing any of this reporting because they lied to me for the last 24 months and are still lying to me about what happened the last 24 months. Now, I want to go back to this other point here that I raised, though. This isn't the Soviet Union thinking, hey, how can we get a conduit to a warm water port and let's invade Afghanistan on, you know, in the 70s. You're, that's, this, is, this is far more intricately motivated on Vladimir Putin's part. And he can't take an L. This is a literal winner go home. Like home, like eternal home. He wins this or he is mortally wounded politically at home. He oversees one of the most corrupt cultures in the modern world, whose infrastructure is largely mafias, criminal syndicates, and a corruptocracy of old Soviet oligarchs who just went into the racketeering business afterwards. Which means he shows weakness that he can't keep that infrastructure in line, it will turn on him. Because there's a line of people behind Vladimir Putin that they would like, they would like to be bumping uglies with their harem in the, in the master bedroom of the Kremlin instead of him, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, they'd, they'd like that sweet instead. They'd like the honey harem sweet instead over there at the Kremlin. So he can only win or he's dead. Therefore, the only way to win here 
is to be the instrument of Putin's death. I don't believe militarily we have the capability to do that. I think we have a military that its leadership is entirely given over to the spirit of the age. I don't believe the diversity talking points and the woke talking points are just talking points. I believe they're true believers. I believe they have lied about how they have poisoned our soldiers for the last year with these jabs within their own DMED database. And I think the military leadership of this country is every bit as corrupt and corrupted by the spirit of the age as every other sector of leadership in this country. If we step to that level of warfare and we lose, our entire country will collapse. Because the only thing that is, as, what have I said for years? Why we would never have the Ron Paul kind of economic reckoning. Why? Because we had, what, what country would dare call the note in for the United States? Who's going to step to the world's lone superpower? But what if we go into the theater and show we're not at the world's lone superpower any longer, right? Right. Then China, I could see China saying, you know, we're the third party landlord of much of this country, but why don't we just go ahead and cut out the middleman and just make this a one-on-one transaction? I could see all kinds of people now deciding, let's call the U.S.'s bluff. And I don't believe we have what it takes. I don't believe our leadership has what it takes. I think the military leadership of this country thinks people like you and me are more of a threat than the leadership in Pyongyang and the drug cartels at the southern border. And so that's a gambit to me. We go into that theater and show our ass. Guys, we're dropping trow the rest of the way from there. The whole, the whole game changes. At least now, you still, you still wonder, eh, eh, I don't have any proof of concept. Do I want to be the one? Do I want to be the one that steps to the U.S.? And gambles my country that the, 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 that I'm the mouse that roared. If you get the Peter Sellers reference, or do I get trounced? Right, but if you if you go into that theater and we don't have what it takes, now you have a proof of concept. And when people see the bully take a punch, what did all the people that the bully used to bully now want to do? They want to get there, but they're like, hey, I'm going to get the script. Yeah, flip the script. I'm going to get my shots in now. I don't believe we have what it takes. I don't. That's the number one, more than anything else, number one reason I'm totally against any military intervention there on any level at all, is I don't believe we have what it takes. I think exposing that would have existential consequences for us as a country. I know that's sobering, but you asked. Aaron. 
Next up, we will go to Denise Winkler, who says, Can you explain to someone who doesn't think it is important why it is so beneficial meeting and worshiping together with other believers in a Bible-teaching, Christ-centered church versus just staying at home every week and not ever attending worship service? Uh, Family, community, encouragement, accountability. I mean, something as simple as a relationship with God is like, has one characteristic very similar to our own human relationships. Sometimes they, you feel like they run hot. Sometimes you feel like they run cold. And so you may not be able to tangibly find where God is really moving in your life right at this moment, the way that you had hoped that he would. But gathering in a community of believers, you'll see that he is doing it in someone else's life at that time. And that gives you encouragement to know God is still there. God is still at work. And the plan is still being worked. There is it, it's th- that level of unity, how good and pleasant it is when we dwell together in unity and praise the Lord, as it says in the Psalms. Um, that's a show of force against the enemy. I mean, divide and conquer is the oldest strategy in all of warfare. The spiritual application of that is the isolation of us as individuals. As opposed to that connection, as opposed to that family. Without it, we greatly need that connection. If we don't have it with a church family, then we will seek it out in other ways. And those other ways could end up being ways that are destructive to that, to our testimony and to the people around us. So is that practical enough? I think so. Okay. Let's move on. Chris Johnson says Disney has gone full scale woke and now pro groomer. Will you continue to watch Marvel movies? Yeah, probably. I mean, are you sure you want to take your standard seriously? Are you sure about that? I mean, if we're going to apply that, then... Are you sure you're willing to go to the links that it will take to apply that? Now, if you want to say to me that Disney has a unique need for us as an audience and that we could uniquely punish them to send a message, well, that's a different question. And I, okay, I'm listening. But if we're going to say that any company that engages in political lobbying or positioning we don't agree with. We, we're just not going to give them our money anymore. I don't, I don't believe that's possible. And, and to live a connected life as an American. You may, and you know, in fact, it, that's never been possible, which is why when the church wrestled with these questions in the past, we built monasteries. Because we came to the conclusion there was 
There was no way to avoid the corruption of the modern world. That's where the Amish came from. That's why we have Quakers. They're, 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 I, I mean, you can't, you, you could not apply this standard. If you want to come to me with an offer of a strategic plan, I think Beck did this to Coke about a year or two ago, right? Where when they tried to go woke, he uniquely went after them and got them to kind of back down a little bit. You have to be very smart about this. But the idea of just a blanket moral statement, I don't believe it's impo- I don't believe it's possible to live by in this culture. I mean, everything's too interconnected. There's no way you could live by that. You'd, you'd, you'd have to retreat from modern life. I mean, Apple supports all those things. Are, are, are you listening? Who was that? Who was that? Uh, let's see. Chris. Chris. You ever, you have an iPhone? Do you listen to the podcast on iTunes? They came out for all that stuff last week too, right? So, Okay. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't think these standards are as cut and dried and easy to enforce and live by, because we're entirely surrounded here. That's why you have to pick very specific targets that you want to make an example against. If you have a plan that you want to do that to Disney, I would listen to that. But the idea that that, that some sort of blanket separation is possible in general, it's just not possible. Well, if the last two years have taught us anything, it's that you must take control of your health. It is clear that you simply can't rely on government or big pharma to protect you and your family. And that's where the Z-Stack comes in. Specially formulated immune boosting supplement that includes zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D, all the things we've been telling you for the last couple of years that they should have been telling you to take because all the studies showed that these are the best things to help prevent serious COVID infection. Well, now they're all in one convenient compound from Dr. Zelenko, who has been one of the pioneers in treating this pandemic. Uh, it fully kosher, GMP certified, all of it made here in the right good old US of A. If you want to try it right now, you can get a discount on your first order when you go to zstacklife.com slash dace. Z is in zebra. Zstacklife.com slash dace. Help your body be prepared for any future variants that may unleash, I'm sorry, may randomly, naturally occur, or even uh, severe flu ailments and variants as well. ZStackLife.com slash Dace. Well, what continues to go on in the treatment of our men and women in the military as lab rats when it comes to COVID and the jab continues to be criminal Regardless of what Brett, we should have left him to the wolves, Kavanaugh and Amy. I continue to be an existential disappointment, Coney Barrett happened to say when siding with the Spirit of the Ages judges on Friday in another case. But there's another matter uh, that we wanted to alert you to. And uh, to do that, it's the matter of Sergeant First Class Jesus Cano. Uh, And we want to welcome in an old friend of the show here, Brian Festa from WeThePatriotsUSA.org. So, Brian, tell us, first of all, why you guys are taking on this case, because it's not like you've got a light load right now. 
Volcano reached out to us just last week and told us that after 21 years of service, honorable service in the Army as a Sergeant First Class, three combat deployments, and one mobilization to Fort Lee, that he was being told that he is going to be discharged from the service if he doesn't get this experimental, dangerous, as you know, shot. And listen, as I always say, I'm not here to to give medical advice, but we've seen the evidence with our own eyes, what's been happening all across this country to people that that have received this. But more than that, he has sincerely held religious objections to it. And and you mentioned Kavanaugh's decision. I'm glad you did, because I want to say something about that. This case is not the same as that case. That case, most of you probably disagree with it. I disagree with it strongly. But that case was about the military being able to make decisions as to uh, deployment and assignment based on vaccination status, which is horrible and should not be happening. Um, And we can talk about that another time. But this case is about this sergeant's sincerely held religious beliefs. There is absolutely no Supreme Court case law that they will be able to rest on to say that military service members do not have the right to religious freedom. You give up some of your rights when you join the military. We all know this. You do not give up your constitutional right to religious liberty. And there's case law that specifically says that. I can go back to uh, United States versus Seeger. Uh, I can go back to Welsh versus United States, where we, we had the conscientious objector cases that said, even if you don't have a specific religion, if you have the belief in a supreme being, that alone gives you the right to object uh, to, to service. So, you know, if, if you go go back even 40, 50 years of, of case law, there is very specific protection built into the law for religious liberty for service members. And we intend to fight on behalf of Sergeant Cano. So let's bring in uh, Sergeant Cano here. And uh, Jesus, first of all, thank you for your service, brother, uh, first and foremost. And we're going to see if we can help for that service to continue, if you would like it to. Tell us a little bit more about your story. I know you have sort of a unique first-generation story as an American that now wants to serve the country and and why you're choosing to go ahead and come out publicly and and risk the consequences where that's concerned. Well, yes, uh, I was born in Mexico. And when I was four years old, my father brought us over to the United States so we could live the American dream and we could have a better life for ourselves. Um, as time went on, I decided to join the military. I joined it in 2000 so I could serve this country that has treated me so well. Um, After that, uh, I was deployed. My first deployment uh, was in 2002. We were the second wave in Afghanistan. That was a month after I had married my wife. And then my second was a mobilization to Fort Lee, where I was an instructor, and I instructed the 92 Lima Petroleum Lab Specialist. After that, while in Fort Lee, I I used the military, assisted me in in gaining a citizenship, which could help me further my career. In 2012, once again, I was called upon and deployed to Afghanistan, again, in support of Operation Enduring Freedom. Then once again, in 2019, I deployed again 
this time to Kuwait, where we had missions throughout the theater. We had missions in, in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Syria. But if you look at all my deployments, in Block 24, they all state honorable discharge. Now, the reserves is different than the active duty. When you're deployed, you switch over to active duty. So anytime you do anything over, uh, don't quote me on this, but 90 days, then you are active duty and you receive a DD-214, which is the way you are released from active duty. On the reserve side is different. You receive another form that ke uh, keeps track of all your retirement points. So during all this time, in 2019, I realized that I could pass on my GI Bill to my dependents. So that's what I did in 2019, passed it on to my, uh, my, my dependents. My son, Jose, is going to graduate from New Mexico State University this year. He has been accepted to Parker University to study for a doctorate of chiropractic program. My daughter also used the GI Bill, the 9-11 GI Bill, to complete her dream of becoming a, cosmo a cosmetician. She'll graduate in April. Now, the issue with that is that when I pass this GI Bill on to my, my children, I incurred a four-year commitment, which I had no problem with. I, I intended to serve, fulfill my obligation. But then when they mandated that we must have the vaccine, that's where the problem occurred. Because I did my research, I saw what they were doing, I understood that the, the, it quite wasn't making sense. What we were being told and then the reactions that the, the government was having didn't align. So I decided, no, I'm not gonna get this experimental vaccination. So what that caused then is that my unit felt for me and they said, you know, Sergeant Connell, it'll be better for you to retire. That way you don't have to get all these, um, what do they call them? All, um, all these reprimands. For one, you'll be flagged. You'll receive a general order of reprimand. Now, the problem with the general order of reprimand is, is that if it's a local, then it can be put in your files that's not visible. If it's a, the, the other general order of reprimand, then you are barred from any favorable action. The promotion board will now see that you have a general order of reprimand and you will not be promoted. So your career stops at that time, you're done. You're gonna stay at that level and you're just gonna, which, which for me, as long as I'm serving my country, I was never here to try and glorify myself. I was doing it for my country, for my children, for my friends, my family. But the issue is, is that now I'm locked in because of the four-year commitment. So if I leave with the less than honorable discharge, then the government can recoup the GI Bill that assisted in the dreams that my children had. Hmm. So basically using your kids against you as blackmail, essentially.
Yeah, that's essentially what they're doing. So, Brian, what is the legal remedy here? So we intend to take full legal action uh, to file a lawsuit on behalf of Sergeant Cano uh, to uh, fight the denial of his religious exemption, because that's what happened here. Just to be clear, his religious exemption was denied and he's being told uh, that, you know, if he does not choose to retire and lose his benefits, that he's going to be, you know, less than honorably discharged and lose his benefits. So we're going to be in for a fight. As you see, these military cases have not been easy. Um, There are complexities that come with military cases. Uh, We are up to the fight. Uh, We have a lot of service members that have been reaching out to us, and uh, we've been strategizing exactly how we are going to attack this in court. But we believe, I mentioned some of the case law already, there's very strong protection for religious freedom for service members. Uh, We are a veteran-owned business. As you know, Steve, my business partner, Don Jolly, is a Navy veteran who served honorably during 9-11 as well. Um, and uh, we are we are very strong advocates for veterans' rights as well as active duty service members and first responders. Even we have uh, a DC firefighter case that I'll be telling you about. We'll be announcing soon. Uh, so we are we are really on the front lines of this. And uh, the legal fees are going to be uh, seventy five thousand dollars is what we've estimated the cost at. And so we have uh, already put up on our website. If you go to wethepatriotsusa.org. You'll see there is a, a, a flyer there with Sergeant uh, Kano's uh, fundraiser there, and you can just click on that and donate uh, electronic options, PayPal, Venmo, as well as you can send a check or money order. You can use a credit card as well, of course. And um, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so generally all gifts to us are tax deductible. Uh, we're going to support him any way that we can, and we just we're calling on your listeners and everyone who supports our organization to please rally behind Sergeant Cano uh, because he has served this country so honorably. This is an American hero. Mm-hmm. I cannot even believe that this is what's happening. I still, I've said that so many times. Every time I come on the show, I think I, I say, I can't believe this is happening in, in 21st century America, but I, I really can't. We should be hailing him as a hero. Uh, he, he deserves all these benefits he's worked for. He put his life on, on the line so that you and I could enjoy the freedom to do what we're doing right now, Steve, to have these conversations, to talk freely and openly. Um, and, and he's willing to fulfill his commitment. Let's get behind him. So again, uh, folks, we have uh, I've personally partnered with uh, Brian and his organization on on another federal case that we're in the midst of adjudicating as we speak. I've donated several times uh, to their organization out of my own pocket. Would not encourage you uh, to, you know, give to something I wouldn't be willing to give to and haven't. So we the Patriots USA dot org is where you can go. Again, Aaron, can you throw that graphic up there one more time? We the Patriots USA dot org. If you want to uh, help with a tax-deductible donation to a case that has landmark precedent potential here and is desperately needed, uh, and not to mention it's it, it's completely righteously justified, wethepatriotsusa.org. Brian, thank you again for uh, stepping in the gap here uh, in, in the ongoing fight. And um, uh, Sergeant Cano, thank you so much for your service, and we'll see if we can help you out here uh, with, uh, with this, this last mission here as well. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Steve. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. Both of you take care. I want to, before we get out of here, I want to double back on the conversation we were having about boycotts. Okay. And why I think that, um, I'm, I see this from people all the time, including people I like 
Stop giving money to organizations you hate. They're syndicated by Clear Channel iHeart. See where I'm going with this? You can't keep the standard. You cannot keep the standard that we like to Twitter virtue signal about on the right. It's impossible. We don't own the infrastructure to maintain the standard. I didn't say we were defenseless. But this idea of, I'll just cancel my Disney Plus, Disney Plus, they have 43 million Disney Plus subscribers. Could we get 1 million people to cancel? That'd be a Herculean chore. And it would mean nothing. 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 Doesn't mean, though, they're invulnerable. You want to hurt Disney? I feel like I have an obligation. If I'm going to say, if you want to do this, do it smart. I should give you a smart example, don't you think? Because I'm going to make it look like we do nothing and just take it from them. It's just, you know, blanket ideas of, you know, I, I'm going to claim via email and social media that I have detached myself. And I'm telling you, by the way, over Twitter, which is totally owned by the spirit of the age. And I'm telling you over email, which is my Hotmail and Gmail account, totally owned by the spirit of the age, how I'm totally detached myself and morally superior to you. That's BS. You want to hurt them? Here's how you do it. Instead of trying to get 100,000 people to cancel their Disney Plus subscriptions, because that won't mean any, that'd mean even less than a million people doing it. Have 100,000 people call Ron DeSantis' office right now and say, hey, we want you to threaten Disney with the half a billion dollars in tax credits that they get for doing business in Florida if they don't pipe down about this. That's how you hurt them. Those kinds of headlines. Those kinds of real threats. But we don't have the capacity. I mean, if you want to cancel it for your morality, cool. But understand, carrying out that standard across the line, are you, are you listening to us on iTunes? I mean, unless you're one of the several hundred of thousands of subscribers we have that you're getting, to this, getting this from us peer-to-peer, you're already morally compromised by your own standard. This thing's a hydra. So scratch where it itches. Aim for the thermal exhaust port. Tell Governor DeSantis, who signed that anti-groomer law into law as we speak just about 10 minutes ago. He signed the law. All right. Tell Governor DeSantis, okay. Now we're going to target them and their tax credits. Taking them out in the next budget. How do you like them apples? That'll hurt. That's something they would feel. But it would be Herculean for us as an entire network to get one million of you to cancel a Disney, a Disney Plus subscription. And that would be a drop in the bucket of their overall bottom line and do nothing. So do you want a virtue signal about how self-righteous you are? Or do you want to make the enemy bleed? You want to do the latter, I'll help you. The former, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't have time for that. John 3.17. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.